Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Three things we think you need to hear to be in the know today on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We stream live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, we call those three things your three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 12.03. Three. That's the magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Three. It is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? And here it is behind door number one. Okay, so yesterday we talked about that Fox special that uh, unearthed a 2006 interview with O.J. Simpson about his book, If I Did It. Yep. And uh, yesterday we played a clip that uh, made it kind of sound like he was basically forgetting that he was supposed to be talking about a fictional account of what he thinks would happen because it sounded like he was saying he did it. Yep. Well, we've got another one of those no. and you got to listen to it again. Pay attention to the the amount of times he need, he feels like he needs to say this is a hypothetical account and then Hear how he describes what happened. Okay. The chapter, chapter six, is called The Night in Question. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you write in the book, now picture this and keep in mind that this is Purely hypothetical. 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 Yes. Why don't you tell me what might have happened on the night of June 12th, 1994? <laughs> and let's just walk yeah, through the night. I, well, first of all, it's, this is very difficult for me to do this. Uh, it was very difficult for me because it's hypothetical. I know and I accept the fact that people are going to feel whatever way they're going to feel. <laughs> you know, uh, they're going to, uh, um, you know, some, uh, whatever, uh, whatever they want to feel. In the book, the hypothetical is... Uh, uh, Charlie uh, pulls out. Charlie <laughs> came by and mentioned something about what was going on at uh, her house. This guy, Charlie, shows up, the guy who I had recently become friends with, and... Uh, I don't know why you had been by Nicole's house, but it told me you wouldn't believe what's going on over there. And, uh, and I remember thinking, well, whatever's going on over there has got to stop. Okay, so that's okay. five times that he says it's hypothetical and then goes on to talk about it like it actually happened. Do we think this was hypothetical? Well, you know, people are going to believe what they're going to believe, but I don't understand the exercise of creating a hypothetical if you didn't do it. Right. Like, what's the point of uh, AJ? His name is OJ. (laughs) Or OJ, for that matter. What is the point of OJ embarking upon that exercise? I mean, it's always... Like, how creepy... Like, if you... Like, so, if you accuse me of murder and I didn't kill somebody, I would not spend any time going, well, let me give you some more reasons why it could be possible that I did this thing, and let me tell you exactly how it would have gone down... Yeah, who not, does that? Not only that, if you are a person who wants the public to believe that you're grieving a particular event that is so um, tragic and traumatic as the murder of your ex-wife, the mother of your children, and uh, another per- another human being. Yeah, uh, having you know had some traumatic incidents in my own life, it's not something you go back and revisit to that depth. Yep, in a way that. 
maybe glorifies it in the way that he it's so you're right bradley like i don't even really understand the exercise in the first place no and then to release it and ask people to buy it yeah so weird oh anyway creepy that is uh airing on fox uh it's it's that unearthed 2006 interview Behind door number two, let's see what we got. Door number two, jealous. Um, I'm actually kind of jealous of some people in the world because this is not happening at my house. However, reports have been confirmed that Alexa is randomly laughing, meaning mm, your uh, Amazon Echo, your Amazon uh, virtual assistant uh, style thing in your home is randomly laughing throughout the day. Listen to this. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I forgot it was again. that quick. <laughs> that is what you would be just doing what you're doing in your life when you would hear that coming from your uh from your Alexa, this sound. How so scary creepy. just in your house. You well you have these in your house. Has this happened? No, and again I'm jealous because I think well now that I know that it's happening, I think it would be hilarious. Um, if I didn't know what was happening, that would be creepy. Um, but apparently, uh, they are working on a fix for it uh, at Amazon. They ha- are saying that they are aware of it. They're working to fix it. They believe it has something to do with the coding that maybe Alexa is misunderstanding a prompt Okay, that would make her laugh. She's not a person. She's a do we think Computer. that there's a possibility that, uh, frankly, <sighs> Alexa is learning and becoming intelligent on her own and oh will gosh. soon take over the world? So are you saying our lives are going to be like a science I fiction movie? I mean, it's movie? possible, right? You know, it's funny how I didn't even think about it when I put that darn thing in my house. We have a, we have a couple different ones because we use them as an intercom also on different floors of our house. Yeah. But... I just didn't even think twice about it. I was like, yes, I, that that thing is uh, sounds like it would fit some needs in my home. And now that it, she lives there with us, I think, is she listening to us all the time? I'm sorry, but like, that's not a question you're if or is you, that you just should assume that, right? Well, Remember? especially from the gal who says, always assume you're on camera. Yeah, right. Always act as though you're on camera. So frankly, you are... Um, Supplying intelligence to... I'm telling you, (laughs) Alexa's listening to you, Alexa's taking notes, and... um, I just need to keep my nose clean, that's the real deal. show up in your house in the middle of the night one night. Laughing. Shut your electricity off and kill you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Creepy. Speaking of creepy, oh God, this makes me sad. Uh (sighs) Uh-oh. Jeffrey Tambor. Mm-hmm. Remember from Transparent. Mm-hmm. Literally, if I were to say what is your favorite show of the last ten years, I would say Transparent. Mm-hmm. Favorite drama, television mm-hmm. drama. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, mostly because of Jeffrey Tambor's amazing performance as Mora, the character Mora that he plays, a transparent woman, a transparent, uh-huh. a transgender woman, who's uh, also a parent, <laughs> who's also a parent, mm-hmm. right? A trans parent. Um, Oh my God, was that intentional? I'm kidding. Yes. Um, anyway, I love his performance. Uh, and I will tell you that it was very, it made me very sad when I learned that there were allegations of inappropriate behavior, sexual harassment, um, 
laid against him. And ultimately, those led to his being fired from Transparent. Mm -hmm. That aside, for the first time, we're actually hearing from one of his accusers. So let's go ahead and listen to a segment of an interview that Jeffrey Tambor Uh, his accuser um, shared with Megyn Kelly. And she's already describing some of the creepiness, but at this moment she gets into a time uh, where she claims he watched her sleep. At one point, um, I I said to him, I said, you know, I'm not comfortable with my body. Like, I can't share myself. I can't do that. This is after I've already said I'm married a hundred times, you know? And um, so... uh, one time I said, you know, I'm not comfortable with my body. And he said, well, uh, I'm, I'm comfortable with your body. And we were driving in the car on our way to location. And I looked at him and I said, well, what do you mean you're comfortable with my body? And he said, well, I've seen you naked. And I said, well, when did you see me naked? And um, he said, well, when we first started working together, we had lived together for two weeks in this, like, slight immersion. Uh, it was under the skies that he needed a place to stay, which looking back is, like, very suspicious. Um, and he said that in the middle of the night, he actually watched me sleep. And I said, you did? What did I look like? And he said, well, you were, you were naked. And, um, I was, I, oh, really? And I, I was still thinking, like, is he joshing me? Is he, is he joking me about this or something? And he says, he said, uh, I said, well, what did I look like again? And, and he said, well, you sleep with, uh, one arm over your head. Okay, so let's stop that there. So now what you're hearing, because you may be a little confused as to the context there. So that is an interview that was done on uh, Megyn Kelly, and that's Van Barnes. And she was an assistant, and she's now one of his accusers. And why they were together in the car, and then why they were together sleeping, she was actually helping him be a point of reference for his character, Mora. Among other things, he was also Mm -hmm. an assistant, or she was also an assistant. And... um, the relationship they had was closer probably than, you know, your average coworker situation, right? Uh, it sounds like it. And he obviously had convinced her that he needed to like live with her. And maybe, I don't know, that's some kind of method acting yeah. thing. Um, or at least that's probably what he used to, yes, to convince her. But you could see where, so this is not a story that's like, you know, like he raped her. Right. Right. Or he um, intentionally or I shouldn't say intentionally, he uh, actively sexually assaulted her. But you can hear the way and I would encourage you to go listen to the whole interview if you're interested, how he like manipulates her and how he's like in control and how he's, you know, maintaining that control. It sounds very subtle, but it's equally or it's uh as it may be subtle, it is equally disturbing. Yes, right? absolutely. Because I, I don't know that that it, there's just like a weird power dynamic already because he's Jeffrey Tambor. And she also talks about in the interview how, you know, she's a trans woman, which puts you in a position of, um, you know, uh, uh, that already puts you in a very precarious position in society, much less when you're working with an actor like Jeffrey Tambor. And so she she kind of just blew a lot of this stuff off because she didn't want to confront it and she didn't think she had any power to do anything about it. Right. But ultimately, the response or the result was the same, which was that she was, you know, just highly uncomfortable, felt completely, you know, taken advantage of and... um You know, it's so interesting because like you said, Bradley, at the beginning, it's, you know, when a sexual assault takes place or a rape takes place, there is a a pretty 
a pretty uh, um, clear boundary, right? You either did or you didn't, for the most part. I mean, I think... People you understand know, what you, yes. what it is when you say rape. Um, but what it sounds... Even what, if they don't know what it is, but long this story. This is clearly like a blurred boundary that uh, that Jeffrey Tambor was repeatedly trying to push. And it almost sounds like the, the process of grooming, like many people have talked, like entrust her to him and then he'll sort of float these things out there. But like you said, it's never clearly on one side or the other of the line if you're because it's like a dance essentially he's her boss yeah he's in a position of power over her and imagine if you will your boss saying that he's he's watched you sleep naked oh and my knows gosh. exactly what position you're in that is so creepy and it's not again in the context of like i want to know what it's like to be a trans woman so i'm gonna like you know view you in your natural habitat that alone would be kind of gross but it, it you know you could maybe at least begin to understand why some but I don't know what watching another human being sleep naked. That is so and creepy. What you also don't hear is that he had he offered on many occasions or he propositioned her on many occasions to sleep with him. She is married. Um, so, you know, in addition to just being inappropriate is also inappropriate inappropriate yeah (laughs) when we come back we're gonna get the dirt from hollywood from elizabeth reese uh stay right where you are it's a dirt alert on my talk 107.1 this is a my talk dirt alert Dirt Alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, friends. Nice to be back with you. Nice for you to be here. Ari and Lauren, the newly engaged bachelor couple, enjoyed their first date night out in snowy New York City. So there you go. Congratulations to the happy That's couple. it. They were stepping out hand in hand. They're snowflakes. He's smiling. Blah. <laughs> I wish them happiness. I hope they find they are, they belonged together from the beginning. There was no way that this that Becca was going to be able to be with him because he's way too boring. Mm-hmm. Lauren and Ari are like the perfect personality levels. They match boring. Yeah, they totally do. Tommy Lee is going to press charges because his son did not apologize after this fight. This is like real family drama. Boy, you make your holiday plans and you think things are dramatic with your family? Look at this one. It'll make your family feel like the Cleavers. Tommy Lee is going to press charges against his 21-year-old son after this brawl left Tommy with a fat lip. Now, All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Initially, he was going to withdraw the police report that he filed Tuesday night after his son Brandon allegedly uh, punched him and knocked him unconscious. But then... 
After Brandon refused to apologize, now it's being reported that Tommy has decided to pursue criminal charges and a restraining order against his son. Now, this all happened when Tommy Lee posted disparaging comments about Brandon's mother, who happens to be Pamela Anderson, on Twitter. Brandon got mad, and this is where the stories diverge, because Tommy Lee's young fiancé says that Brandon stormed into the house, they were sleeping, and uh, Brandon punched Tommy, and that Tommy didn't do anything. Well, Brandon says that it was in self-defense, the punch was in self-defense against his father, who had come after him, and that Tommy Lee's alcoholism is at its all-time worst and uh, that he had been trying to get his dad help and he was very sad that his dad won't get any help. It's so, it's so The truth is probably somewhere sad. in the middle. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle, but I think there's no question that there is, um, there is a lot going on in that family and a lot of people who, who or, need help. Yeah, I mean, the things that aren't going on are what should be going on, which is communication. Right, yeah, 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. There's obviously some deep-seated things. Also, he, I'm just surprised when I look at pictures of him. I mean, he's like the son of Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. Yeah. And he just looks like a normal guy. He's not doing it for you. Yeah, no, I would have expected more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know. I know. It's hard with Tommy, too, because it's like he says, oh, this is the story. But you'll remember, I mean, this really got started even back, but further than that, when Pamela Anderson was talking about the abuse that she suffered at the hands Mm -hmm. of Tommy Lee on Pierce Morgan's show. And Tommy Lee assaulted Pamela Anderson. I mean, he pleaded no contest. Yeah, to that the, is documented. Fact. Yeah. He was sentenced to six months in prison. I mean, and then he served more time after he violated the terms of his probation. I mean, that's that's bottom line. Right. He beat up Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget this. Tori Spelling, I got a little update on her. We've been following this um, all week. The police were called to check on her when she left her house. And um, it's kind of it's interesting. So, Wait, are you saying this is a new a new event where is, they were called? No, this was that. We're initial, still talking about the initial event. Yeah, we're okay. talking about the initial event. No, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about another one in on Wednesday. So this the police surrounded her house. Yesterday. That was Monday. You guys, I'm sorry, I'm getting my days confused. Oh my gosh. So the first one happened. Was Monday. it Sunday or Monday? Mon- it was. We were on the air where police were called to mm-hmm. her house with Dean McDermott. Now she left their house and Tori Spelling's husband, Dean McDermott, called police to check on her. So police went to a building in Thousand Oaks, California, while Tori was inside. Dean McDermott was seen standing outside the office holding the couple's one-year-old baby. Law enforcement is telling TMZ that Tori left home with at least one of the kids and then Dean sounded the alarm and called police, but we don't know why. Deputies located Tori at the doctor's office, talked to her, determined she and the kids were okay. No crime had been committed, according to police. So everyone went on their way. Yeah. Hmm. It's very strange. It is. So this is the second incident in a week. Some another place where uh, hopefully everybody gets the help that they need. Well, and then Dean McDermott's ex-wife is just going public talking about how it's been Tori Spelling paying his child support because Dean McDermott doesn't have any money. One that's what's weird about that is she doesn't really either well she only gets it from her mom if that i know because remember she was totally cut out of her dad's will she got nothing i mean there was and then well yeah i mean i watched her reality show they were they've been they've been struggling financially for quite some time which is why i think she was like you know if you want to be cynical like 
having kids mm-hmm. and doing like coming up with weird reasons to get more seasons of their TV show. You're totally mm-hmm. right. And to get more attention. Yeah. Yeah. You remember, I mean, do you remember the whole cheating scandal with Dean, Dean McDermott yeah. with well, a woman a who we never could find? That's a yeah. she wasn't thing. real. They created their yeah. own cheating scandal. Yeah. It's wild. Um, okay. Speaking of bad reality TV, there's a wife swap revival in the works at CMT. You know, I think we're done with that. Do Aren't we, we need a wife swap revival? Are we talking Apparently regular people do. wife swap or is this a celebrity wife swap regular situation? One, the I'm regular fine one. with the celebrity wife swap. That was fun. It's so weird. It's a one hour, 10 episode series. And, uh, there, I guess the production for the CMT reboot is going to begin soon. Reboot is the new television I, it term. Drives me nuts. That's all we're doing these days. Just reboot everything. We don't have any new original fresh ideas. So let's just do a reboot. <sighs> maybe don't watch that. Uh, Elizabeth Reese is going to do a reboot of this Dirt Alert at 520. <laughs> yes. So you can catch her there and catch her on Twin Cities Live at 3 o'clock. We'll be back in just a moment with a 30-second pop culture challenge, but we do need somebody to play. 651-641-1071. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five questions. We call it our 30-second pop culture challenge on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And with no further ado, this is your 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. On the phone, Colleen, and uh, what are they playing for? We've got Tammy on the line, and uh, what's Tammy playing for, Halls? A My Talk 1071 swag bag. Hey, Tammy, the timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. The song Macarena was a hit in which decade? The 90s. Who was the voice of the genie in the Disney movie Aladdin? Robin Williams. Mr. Peanut is the mascot of what brand? Um, dry roasted peanuts. Um, name the company. Uh, Fisher. Nope. Nope. Um, oh, I can't think of it. Past. Wisteria Lane was ma- the main location on what TV series? Desperate Housewives. The reality show Big Brother got its start in what European country? Mm. Oh, win today the 30 second pop culture challenge but you can play it again tomorrow we do it every day at 12 30 let's Thanks, get to Tam. the thank you tammy e. let's get to those answers yeah let's um, get to okay. those answers mm-hmm. mr peanuts is the mascot of what moran yeah that's planters like fasciitis or wart or the, cheese balls uh don't even anymore. i can't even the talk reality about tv show big brother got its start what I just liked the accent. Oh. Got it started in what European country? The Netherlands. Nederlanders. Uh, so those were the answers to today's batch. Uh, but again, you can play tomorrow. We do it every single day at 1230, the 32nd Pop Culture Challenge. And then we move on 30. to this piece where we uh, answer. This piece. <laughs> I got distracted by your singing. Um, We move on to uh, solve some mysteries. And the mysteries we solve are blind items that are provided to us by our friend Holly. We call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Come on in to the Team Cobra Celebrity Mystery Machine. We have a blind, a confirmed blind item today. From crazydaysandnights.net, that means that there is a name published with this blind item identifying the subject. Here we go. We have to think about 
a former teen mom. A former teen mom. Mm-hmm. This former teen mom hooked up with a guy she thought was a rich Russian mm-hmm. oligarch, mm-hmm. but was an Uber driver from New Jersey who can do a really good Russian accent. Ready? Farrah Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> I saw uh, an article about her breaking up with her ex, who was Simon. apparently also a uh, convicted uh, drug dealer. Oh, that's nice. I had not known that about him. I mean, I, he's, a convicted, kind of he's a convicted jerk. I can tell you that right now. Um, I convicted him of being a jerk. Wait, what did you say his name was, Colleen? Simon? No, this is some guy named Aiden Stay. Oh, I missed that one I altogether. thought she was dating a stuntman. Oh, okay. Well, here's the article from People. Mm-hmm. Farah calls it quits with boyfriend Aiden Stay. Just days before she spoke with People about him, she ended her romance with the Hollywood stuntman. Okay. I must have missed that she had a, a, another boyfriend in the interim. Mm, well, apparently she did. Let's fill in the blank on mm-hmm. this. Farah Abraham hooked up with a guy she thought was a rich Russian oligarch, but was actually an Uber driver from New Jersey who can do a really good Russian accent. Oh, dear. I mm. feel like. okay. So this wasn't somebody she was dating. This was somebody she no. was getting it busy with. Getting yes. it busy. I would. My advice to her would be. From hither to forward, if somebody says to you that they are something that is special and Googleable, that you Google it before you smart. let it in. Real smart. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. All right. Thank you for that one, Halls. Yeah. Oh, moving on. Our next blind item from CrazyDaysAndNights.net is unconfirmed, meaning we have to speculate about who this person is. That person being a permanent A++ lister. Ooh. A permanent A++ lister. Here we go. A lot of disagreements that have become much more heated. This permanent A++ lister says her thoughts on the editing of a new movie were ignored, which is why the movie is getting such horrible reviews. She has lessened the number of appearances she is going to make for the new movie because of the disagreements. Oh, 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 I know who it is. Oh, 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 I uh, know who, who do you think it, it is? is. I know it's Oprah. Oh, a wrinkle oh. in time, and it's getting not good reviews. Oh, oh. Okay, let's fill in the blanks and then let's uh, talk about this. Here we go. A lot of disagreements that have become much more heated. Oprah Winfrey says her thoughts on the editing of a new movie, A Wrinkle in Time, were ignored, which is why the movie is getting such horrible reviews. Oprah has lessened the number of appearances she's going to make for the new movie because of the disagreements. A Wrinkle in Time on Rotten Tomatoes currently has 43%. And a green booger by it. Uh, Can I ask a question about that? Uh, About the green booger? No. (laughs) About Oprah and A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. What was her role in that again? She's one of the witches. I, but I mean, is wasn't she? I thought she was like a higher up than that. I thought she was also like a producer. a producer. Um, and well, and then it. I would say, like, if you're in charge of something more than your role, then why do you like? I I don't understand. She's Oprah. She can have them killed. I guess Wait, is what oh, I'm saying. Wow. Well, you always you say that. Such a dark place. No, I know I did. But what I'm saying is like, who doesn't obey Oprah? That feels like excuses. Who doesn't uh, obey Oprah? Right? She's like Oprah. the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Also, She's kind of like uh, that Ghostbusters demon. 
That one. Zool? Yes. Zool. Zool. That's Thank it. you. Uh-huh. Uh, Oprah is not a producer on A Wrinkle in Time. She is but acting in this film. She's oh, but acting? Well, I guess well, we apparently have to well. I've done that not, a fair bit not, in my life. Not getting good reviews for that. For her butt acting? Yeah, for her butt acting. Um, oh, yeah, and it was directed by Ava DuVernay. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Okay, well... That makes me sad, though, because there was a lot, there's a lot of um, expectation with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think cultural expectation as well as sort of the, you know, just what's out there in the pop culture ether. So that's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Sure, but the good thing about the bad reviews is that the bad reviews are not slamming the movie. I think they're just saying it's a decided meh. You know, it's not yeah. it's not fantastic. It's not great, right. but, but it's, it's not, not a hor- stinker. Yeah, it's not a stinker. So it's not a horrible bomb. But I think that the expectations for this movie, like you said, Bradley, are so high. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot riding on it because yeah. again, it's like a generational thing. It's a nostalgia factor for for people our age. And my sense would probably be without seeing it that like probably younger kids they have a lower bar. You know, they liked Ferdinand. I'm, oh, you know, or oh. baby, what ba- boss, boss baby, baby or the emoji movie. I'm just saying they probably have a lower bar, so they <laughs> might be more interested in it. But people our age who have a higher expectation are probably not, uh, you know, it's not reaching well our bar. And let us remember, this is a children's movie. I, yeah, it is kind of, isn't it? It is. Uh, okay, let's do one more. One more. Thank you. Blind item. This blind item from crazydaysandnights.net has to do with a permanent A-list singer slash diva. Okay. A permanent A-list singer slash diva. Here we go. This permanent A-list sling, slinger, singer slash diva had a recent photo shoot airbrushed to within a centimeter of reality. She picked the pictures, used, and kept sending them back to be retouched more. Never in the history of the magazine have they retouched photos more than these. Has well, Madonna too. been on a, a say, co- magazine cover lately? Madonna? Uh, no. Mariah? Uh, I was see? like, it's either Madonna or Mariah because <laughs> so only funny. those two, like when the word diva and airbrush are involved. Yes, Mariah Carey is on the spring 2018 cover of V Magazine. Okay, I got to see this picture. Okay. Fill in the blanks. All right, I'm going to fill in the blank. Mariah Carey had a recent photo shoot airbrush to within a centimeter of reality. She picked the pictures used and kept sending them back to be retouched more. Never in the history of V Magazine have they retouched photos more than these. So you can go and see the elusive uh, Chantreuse herself. <laughs> Chantreuse. Um, that is hilarious. She's covered in they're, she's covered in feathers. Yeah, they're also not really like full body shots. No, they're not. Because I when you going. said that the but the one the, the slideshow is oh uh, okay yeah okay because what I'm like seeing is the cover shots yes and they're you know shoulder up but Bradley's correct as you go through the slideshow yep and they look photoshopped within an inch of reality like she looks like she's twenty exactly I mean, there's no way. And we know I that's not the walk case. through life with Photoshop. I mean, I do it. you? Because then people see you in person yeah. and they're like, oh, God. No, that's what I'm saying is I want to be able to Photoshop reality. Oh, well, it's only a matter of time. True. See, I love the future. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Oh, oh gosh, you do. You Ryan have to go Perry. look. You have to go look at that slideshow. It's scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's something special. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we had a blind item yesterday that we half solved. Well, we have the full solution to it. It's about Demi Lovato, and it is about who the person in question was that was at her concert uh, that she was not happy about. Uh, we'll be back with that after this on My Talk yeah. 1071. So yesterday we were delivered a blind item and blinded by the item on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hey. We got this blind item and we sort of half solved it in the moment, but Twitter has fully solved it for us. And uh and I want to recap it. So okay, here was the blind it. item. The blind item was this former tweener turned A minus B plus list adult singer is such a hypocrite when it comes to bullying. She likes to call out others, but forgets her very recent flipping off of fans and assaulting them. Oh, and that tantrum she threw because a celebrity showed up who she didn't like. So we got some tweets from some really good eagle eyed listeners and they directed us to this article about Demi Lovato. Okay. She tweeted out yesterday. She tweeted the following. Okay. The other night I got to sing SNS, which is sorry, not sorry, directly to one of USA's most notorious bullies. It felt so bleeping great. That's what the song is all about. Sorry, not sorry that you were in the audience watching me kill it. Well, we found out who that notorious bully from the USA is that she's referring to that she's saying her hit single Sorry Not Sorry to in concert. It was dun, 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 dun. Perez Hilton. Now, Perez. not to be outdone, not to be called out. Now, oh, by the way, I should say she followed up that tweet by saying, and BTW, he's remaining nameless because he doesn't deserve the relevance that he doesn't have anymore. Yeah, which is just like such a millennial way of like calling somebody out. Yeah, I'm going to call somebody out, but I'm not going to call you out, even though we all know who I'm calling out. I'm going to give you everything you need yeah. to know in order to figure this out yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say some nasty things about that person without yeah. saying who I'm saying I'm yeah, about, but you'll figure I'm it out. better than you. Well, it was Perez Hilton mm-hmm. and Perez Hilton did a video mm-hmm. response to Demi Lovato. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's listen to a bit of it. So she just called me irrelevant and she gloated in front of her millions of followers about something she did that um, could have not made me feel good. But you know what? It made me feel great. I love that she just tweeted this about me. And in all seriousness, Demi Lovato has a lot of issues from her bipolar issue to her addiction issue, uh, the substance abuse to her food issues to her place in Hollywood. She's not Taylor Swift. She's not Selena Gomez. And it must not be easy for her. So I'm not going to respond to her negativity with um, more negativity. I will just say thank you. I appreciate the write-up. <laughs> it's been getting a lot of attention, and I'm honest. I love attention. Okay, can I also point out a couple things that you can't see because you don't have the luxury of the visual? Yeah. Perez Hilton in this video is wearing a T-shirt 
that says Lady Gaga. Which may seem irrelevant, but remember the two of them had a pretty tumultuous falling out. Yeah. Uh, and he just, he is... Although she has him to thank for her career in exactly. large part. Exactly, exactly. Um, but... So I feel like there's a little, like, subliminal something well, or another also, happening there. I like there. he's like, but I'm not going to respond. Girl, what you is this video that? about? And by the way, it's a three and a half minute video. That was oh, not even children, one minute of it. Children, children, children. They're both getting. Behave. Yes, thank you. Um, um, they both are getting what they want and frankly deserve. So both of their, you know, armies of uh, adoring minions will, you know, believe that the other person is like the one to blame and then everybody goes to their corner and everybody gets attention. The two of them should thank each other because when was the last time you were talking about Perez Hilton and when was I the last do, time you I, were talking about Demi Lovato? I actually remember the last time we were talking about Perez Hilton, which actually plays right into this. The last time we were talking about Perez Hilton was in January when he uh, made that 15 minute video where he was crying and very upset and having what was characterized as a meltdown about his addiction to what many people thought was social media, even though he wouldn't say what it was. Yeah. Note, he's playing out this argument now on social yeah, media. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he has had a, he's had a rough go of things. I mean, for those of you who don't remember, he was really the first sort of, you know, blogger, viral blogger, like Kingmaker, who, you know, people would go to his website and if he liked something, then people would go crazy for it. And Lady Gaga was one of those things. And then, you know, the world sort of caught up to him, TMZ and Radar Online and, Mm -hmm. you know, all sorts of other online outlets would, you know, and copycats to the things that he was doing sort of caught up to him. And, and then, then he passed just, him. And then he just kind of, you know, became sort of, you know, sad. Yeah. So but, that, so that's how that happened. But yeah, I mean, wow, a feud between Demi Lovato and Perez Hilton. Most <laughs> like, people are like, who are those people? Is there anything more, you know, last decade? Um, okay, but we but we're not done with Demi Lovato because there there is more there is more of her talking about how people treat her. Yeah, well, this all goes back. I saw another article um, on 2Fab from uh, or about Demi Lovato from 2016. Apparently, she says a a certain celebrity was a, quote, complete bitch to her at the 2016 Met Gala. So much so that she uh, had to immediately go to an AA meeting afterward. Um, So it's not probably possible that she's going to be attending another Met Gala anytime soon. And we now know that that has to do with a quote, terrible experience. She says, um, she said this one celebrity was a complete bitch and was miserable to be around. It was very clicky. I remember being so uncomfortable that I wanted to drink. She goes to uh, a meeting and then she said, look, I related more to the homeless people in that meeting who struggle with the same things I deal with. And those people at the Met Gala, Fake and uh, <laughs> yep, and bleeping mm-hmm. the fashion industry's bleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it main, remains unclear who she was talking about, um, but we can surmise that the person she's talking about is Nicki Minaj because there's a delightful picture of her on the red carpet at the Met Gala with Nicki Minaj giving her the side eye as and her boobs tumble out of her uh, corset. May I also say of Nicki Minaj... If an award could be given out for best side eye, her crusty crust faces yeah. 
are the best in the whole wide world. Uh, and I'm here for that, for sure. The thing I think is really interesting about Demi Lovato that I've been noticing, because these are not the first stories of their kind, about Demi Lovato. She seems like she's so talented. You know, she's a great singer, and, and she's so talented. She's got good songs. But she seems to dislike celebrity so much. Like, if I could sit down with her, I would maybe have a conversation with her. I would be curious about that. I would want to understand more. Well, I'm sure, look, she's, she's, she got sober in the midst of being a star, mm-hmm. which has got to be an incredibly mind altering experience because, you know, I feel like celebrity is really best served by people who are not connected to reality. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to suspend disbelief on a daily basis in a way that if you're looking at yourself honestly and earnestly like she seems to be with her own addiction issues that it's probably really just depressing and defeating yeah yeah it's a good point because what do we know about celebrity every everybody smokes and nothing is real okay when we come back we are going to convene the bad moms club oh, 651-641-1071 what has made you a bad mom this week you can confess here and then we'll restore your mom's day